time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Tuesday, July 28th, 2020. Looking forward to another fun-filled show today here on the Get Home Safe podcast. We're going to be joined by Tom Bragger. I mentioned yesterday that Tom Bragger is a very passionate sports fan, very into all sports, really. He likes college sports, I think, a little bit more than professional sports, but he does have plenty of opinions regarding both. He has some opinions about kind of what's going on with the restarting of sports, things he's looking forward to. He's a diehard New York fan, even though he lived in California, grew up in California, went to Rio Hondo Prep. His father is from New York, so that kind of explains his New York ties. He now lives in Arkansas, and again, we'll, we'll touch on all these different connections and different places he's been. Uh, he's very unique perspective, I think, on sports, uh, and also maybe some perspective on L.A. fans, California fans, stuff like that. Uh, Tom did go to Rio Hondo Prep from the class of 2005, and uh, we'll get into all that here in the interview real soon. But first, a couple thoughts for me, totally random, of course. Uh, you know, last week, I had the opportunity to go up to Mount Care, which was the campground, the uh, campsite, we'll say, of the that is affiliated with Care Youth League and Rio Hondo Prep. I got to go up there with my lovely girlfriend, Valerie, and we met uh, the the uh, guy who runs the camp, Bill Lee. He was on this program not too long ago, and he actually has the most plays of anybody on uh, any of the podcast episodes we have had. So Major Bill Lee of the United States Marine Corps, he was uh, gracious enough to walk us around the campsite, show us around, if you will, and uh, it's crazy uh, the memories that that place really just brought up in me and I was just like man this is it has been probably over 10 years since I've been there but a lot of the things were the same all the memories came right back and at the same time there was some new things that Mount Care is doing up there so a special place in Wrightwood California I know Tom our guest today knows what I'm talking about when I refer to Mount Care but it was just really cool going back and I think no matter where we end up in life we always remember the places, the stops along the way. Not all of them are great stops or positive experiences, if you will, but moments uh, that we had the opportunity to go through in Real Hondo Prep and Care Youth League, uh, and, and specifically what I'm talking about today, Mount Care, just a special place and a, and a type of place and a stop along our journey, really, that I think a lot of kids who went through the program can relate to. So it was great being there. I can't say it enough. It was peaceful. It was, it was calm. It was quiet. Uh, weather was great. And just walking all over the uh, the campground, the, uh, the Mount Care grounds, if you will, it, it was really cool to see some of the things that have been improved upon there. The, um, the mess halls renamed the Philip Ostegard Lodge, which I thought was awesome uh, for all the things he's done up there. And for, for those of you who are not Care Youth League or Real Hondo Prep uh, alum, we'll say, uh, I apologize. But just kind of reminiscing about some of the things uh, that 
I went through as in a, in my childhood and high school years as well. And I think we all have those places, those places that we go back to every once in a while, even after being gone for years, it might be something in high school. It might be something from your childhood. And I think we all have places like that where we go and it might be a long gap of time from the last time we were there, but we go there and we just smile. You know, it might be a restaurant where you had your first date with your wife or significant other. It could be, uh, you know, a, a place you went with your kids. It could be a place you grew up. I think we all have those special places and those those moments that really have created a lot of fond memories. And that's a big reason. I talked to so many guests who've gone to Care Youth League and Real Hondo Prep because when I was a kid, those influences uh, meant so much to me. All those experiences I've had the opportunity to go through. I was telling Valerie, my, my lovely girlfriend, telling her about it all and just how this really, all of this shaped me and molded me. And it's very special to me, even though I moved on with my life and done other things, uh, you, you still has a part of you is still amongst those trees and those hills in, and, uh, at Mount care, for instance. And we talk a lot of real Hondo prep sports, specifically football on here, but that's because again, a special place for many of us who had the opportunity to go through there. So I won't make this a real Honda prep infomercial uh, as we've done so many times on here, but I do just wanted, I did just want to share that with you guys. Um, one other thing, well, not one other thing, but you know, it got me also thinking as I was up there, you know, some of us may be religious, may not be religious, right? Some of us may at one time had a stronger faith than we do now, or maybe your faith has improved when you, uh, from when you were younger. And as you've grown up, it's, it's uh, multiplied, whatever the case is. Uh, I think I thought about prayer and I thought about, you know, I think we pray more often than we think. I don't know if, if that makes sense to anybody. Uh, to me, prayer doesn't have to be eyes closed, bowing your head. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I, I've prayed in the car while driving because there's nothing else kind of going on. You're just kind of driving and uh, you obviously don't want to bow your head there. But uh, I think sometimes we pray without even knowing it. We kind of have this desire, this like request in our heart and just like, man, what's next? What's the next chapter in my life? You know, God grant me wisdom, grant me strength, all these things. I think we're all praying a little bit more than we usually do now in this year, 2020. I'd like to go out on a limb and say that. Um, even if some people, again, aren't as religious as others. Uh, I think in dark times, uh, we, we do have to turn uh, turn to the light. And there hasn't been much light here in 2020. It's been pretty crazy, been pretty sad. Uh, but I, I am hopeful that uh, as sports open up here, as I will talk to Tom about, that it is just uh, you know one more step into creating some positive vibes and opening up the state, the country, and really making some progress here uh, because I think we can all use a little more positivity in our life right now. And that was a random thought I had the other day. And I think, you know, I call them random thoughts, but sometimes they're random prayers too. Like sometimes you just stand there and, and when you collect your thoughts, I think sometimes you don't even know you're praying. And uh, I think we can all pray more. I know I can, but it's just something that I thought about when I made that little uh, visit up there to Mount Care in Wrightwood, California last week. Uh, a couple other things. Again, very random thoughts I have sometimes. Uh, and if you guys ever noticed that 
in arguments, you usually see it on media, uh, television or whatever. Like if you add, if you add phobic to the end of a subject line, whatever it could be, say you hate sports, uh, or you're, you're sports phobic, you know, phobia means fear of right. For, for those who, who don't know, but phobic is thrown at the end of like everything now. And it's like, I, I don't know that it's a fear of that of something, you know, when you hear, I'm not even going to go into all the details of the words that are thrown in front of the word phobic, but phobic is thrown around all the time. And you're just like, is this to try to prove some type of point, like to try to make it sound like a bigger issue than it is. Uh, that's how I kind of feel about it. You hear it all the time. And I just kind of chuckle. It's the same thing. Stay with me now. It's the same thing as like, if you really want to draw attention to something, call it a crisis. Uh, you know, we've we've been through kind of a crisis here the past few months with everything. But even before that, oh, there is a uh, the news media. They're great at headlines. I swear to swear to, they put crisis at the end of all their headlines. Oh, the um, the homeless crisis, the uh, the weather crisis, the uh, the lack of sports crisis, whatever it is. It seems like. Uh, crisis is just overused these days. And I may have talked about this before, but man, if, if everything is a crisis, doesn't that kind of take away from like a real crisis? Like we've kind of been in here the past few months. I don't know. Again, random thoughts, random, uh, words coming in my mind, uh, phobic getting thrown onto the end of, uh, terms, uh, and, and subject matter. And then uh, of course, uh, the word crisis, I'm starting to see that, more and more people are not necessarily smarter than me or smarter than you, but they're just better at using words. I don't always use, I repeat a lot of the same things all the time because uh, it's not easy talking. I will say that it is not easy getting in front of a microphone and rambling away, but I try to do it every day, Monday through Friday. Anyway, uh, I don't know if I've gotten better or not. I hope so, but we'll, you know, we'll see you guys are listening or someone's listening. So, uh, somebody tunes in. So that's good to know, but yeah, phobic and crisis. I think some people are just really good at maybe using big words or putting them in a certain order. Uh, I've seen headlines of the same exact news story with just minor differences in the headlines. And I feel like we, all we do now is read headlines. You guys ever scroll through Facebook or scroll through one of your favorite websites and you just kind of look at headlines. Like we're, we're almost not interested in reading full stories anymore. We just want headlines. And a lot of times the headline will not be what the story's about. It'll be something completely different. You'll read the headline, you'll start reading it and you'll be like, wait a minute, this is not even close to what I would have thought was in the headline. So I don't know. I'm not attacking journalism or anything. I just know that as someone who majored in that subject a long time ago, uh, it, it's headline headlines are, are what brings people in what drags them in. Right. And then I think there's a lot of people who are educated and are very good at putting certain words together. Uh, I'm going to try to work on my vocabulary. That's for sure. I, I argue with Valerie all the time because uh, she'll, she's very good at uh, saying words and uh, words that I have never heard. I'm like, you just made that word up. And she's like, no, I didn't. It's a word. It's a real word. And I'm like, Okay, yeah, but why'd you use it? You knew that I didn't know that what that word meant. <laughs> it's a separate subject. I know I'm rambling away here, but again, these are the things that go through my mind 
And I can either keep them in my mind or I can let them out to you guys uh, occasionally, you know, just let out some random thoughts. So I, I don't know if anyone else has these thoughts or not. I, I really don't. But yeah, Val, she'll use a big word. I'm like, okay, you didn't have to use that one. I now know what it means because you've taught me. But why do you use that? <laughs> some people are good at uh, piecing everything together. And you know what? I'm just the the podcaster here that uses the same probably 40 words over and over again uh, throughout my day, throughout my week. And you guys are probably tired of, of listening to it all. Well, I'm sure you're tired of listening to me today. So let's get to the interview with Tom Bragger. A lot of fun catching up with him, talking sports with a as the more and more sports open up, the more and more um, we will have people back on who are really interested in sports. And Tom being a baseball guy, I think uh, he may be back on here a few different times just to kind of analyze a lot of the different things that are going on. Maybe be our baseball insider. I don't know. We're still working on a lot of things here at the Get Home Safe podcast, but I can promise you, you will always get our best effort. So let's take a quick break and then we will get right back to the interview with Tom Bragger. Okay, joining us today is Tom Bragger. He is from the class of 2005 from Rio Hondo Prep. That is where our paths crossed. He currently lives in Arkansas. He is from California, lives in Arkansas, and is a very big New York sports fan. We will explain all of it very in a very short time. But uh, Tom is not only a big New York sports fan, but a very big sports fan overall. So the main things we'll talk about today are basically a ton of sports, everything that's going on, opinions uh, about uh, all the different uh, storylines and kind of interests he likes, just a bunch of different things. So anyway, Tom is joining us today from Fort Smith, Arkansas. Tom, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. Really appreciate your time, Tom, to set aside some time for us to uh, catch up with a old Real Hondo Prep alum, of course. And you know, uh, you're a very busy man. You work uh, at Sam's Club as a merchandise team lead. You have four young kids, which yes. uh, I'm sure is a challenge. I mean, you get a lot of extra cardio in having four kids, Tom. What was that? You get a lot of extra cardio having four kids <laughs> running around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they like to play outside, you know, got to chase them all over the place. <laughs> how, how old are your kids now? Uh, they're all born in September, so we got a... Uh, gonna uh we got 11 and eight and two so they're all they're all adding a year up in september <laughs> what you guys are efficient that is except all september birthdays that's interesting all september birthdays and all within nine days which is pretty crazy and two of them are even on the same day <laughs> that is unbelievable no mm -hmm. way do you guys do you guys just just combine them all into one birthday party or what do you guys do <laughs> That's what we have been doing. I'm sure once they get a little older, you know, teen years are going to want their own own thing. But right now we just do everything one one at a, one at a time. Oh, that's great stuff. Ty. I love it, man. That yeah, like I said, you couldn't have planned that any better. Wow, oh, no. uh, interesting stuff. <laughs> well, Tom, uh, you know, as we mentioned, kind of uh, here in the opening, you know, you very unique perspective on sports. You're a guy mm -hmm. that has. Uh, grew up because uh, your your dad was from New York, and so yes. even at a young age, you were always in into New York sports. But you got your yeah, and, and you got you got you, you got a start. Did, did was Carrie Youth League the first place you played sports as a young kid, or did you play somewhere else first? 
No, that, that uh, care was the first place where I played organized sports. Um, you know, my dad always had me going around, you know, shooting basketball, playing baseball, bowling even. Um, I would, interesting fact I was almost actually born in a bowling alley <laughs> no kid yeah and I want to say my mom said my dad was actually bowling a 300 at the time as well so yeah didn't want to jinx it <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness that that's hilarious I, I yeah. heard I heard stories from my mom that you know I was born in January uh -huh. of 85 and my brother was born in May of 2008 and any sports fan knows calendar wise, you know, January uh, is like NFL playoff time. So I know there yeah. was some pressure from my, my, yeah. my dad. Like, <laughs> do we have to go right now to the hospital? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and with my brother being born in a, in a Laker playoff time, same thing. So, oh man, you got to love dads, yeah. right? And you're one of them now. So <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> great stuff, yeah. Tom. So how did you start in care youth league did you just uh, everyone's uh, everyone's story is a little different some people they just stumbled upon the property mm -hmm. one day other people heard it from a friend what, what's kind of your story and when you started i honestly don't know i don't remember but i do remember um starting all the way back in kindergarten um i originally started on what was back then superior the spartans you know red and yellow <laughs> um Whoa. then I, then i had to move and then that's when i joined a, a, the atlantic pirates but yeah, I, I don't really recall how I got into that, but I do know um, I did start right when you could at in uh, kindergarten. That is some uh, breaking news to me, Tom. I had no <laughs> idea you were a, a superior yeah. Spartan to start out. Yeah, with. unfortunately, yeah, I got a lot of flack from uh, the guys on Superior when I whenever we played them. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, hey, it's all logistics, all about moving. Yeah, it has nothing right. to do that you went to the, you then went to the Yankees of Care Youth League, we'll say, in Atlantic yeah. Pirates. <laughs> That's a good comparison. <laughs> it really is because as a, I, I had a lot of rivals. You were two years younger than me. I had a lot yeah. of rival, rivalry games with the Atlantic Pirates. And man, mm -hmm. I got to tell you, I love, I love my Rams blue and gold, but it, yeah, there's times it resembles those Atlantic Pirates. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, yeah, man. Especially the, especially the older colors. Yeah. Rams yeah. are now a little, little more brighter, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. Well, well tell me about who were some of your coaches um, on the Atlantic pirates guys that kind of had an impact on your life at a young age. Uh, definitely. My first coach um, when I went, when I did move to Atlantic was uh, Pete Clark. Um, anyone who knows Pete, he's the best, probably one of the best coaches that care has and ever had um, just the way he put sports into perspective, you know, with the, the way care goes about, you know, with the Christian lifestyle, um, it, it just st stuck with me forever. And then again, when he coached me for basketball in, once we got up to varsity in high school, another one, um, Scott Moore, he was, he coached me probably the longest in care. And he was, he was almost like that uncle figure. I don't, I don't want to say dad, cause you know, my dad was, plenty in my life but mm -hmm. almost like that uncle figure he who you could kind of go to if something was uh going on awesome stuff yeah pete pete was wonderful we had him one year on the gators uh when he was over there and then of mm -hmm. course yeah the, the great work he does with the high school basketball program yeah that's uh, great stuff man um well you made the decision at some point to go into uh 
continue on and go to Rio Hondo Prep. Did you did you go like kind of the early years of junior high, or did you kind of uh, wait a little while before you got involved in the school? Uh, I actually started with Pro Prep. Um, oh, okay. Apparently, I was actually accepted the first year they opened, which was would have been my third grade year. I think I got the letter of acceptance late, so kind of skipped that year. But yeah, I started in fourth grade with Pro Prep, and then just went on through sixth grade with uh, Rio, and then up and up until I graduated. Well, well, Tom, tell me about some of your your days at Rio Hondo Prep as, as far as the athletics go. I mean, we we all know uh, the people who've come on this program, and for those who don't know, Rio Hondo Prep is just a very unique experience, we'll say. A very small school tucked away kind of at the end of this cul-de-sac. But there's a, there's a big emphasis on sports, even for a small school, right? And, yes. you know, everybody plays everything, football, basketball, mm-hmm. baseball in general. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, tell me about your experiences really in playing a Real Hondo Prep athletics. Well, starting in junior high, it's a little different because you're still kind of getting used to your teammates. You know, you, you play against these guys throughout the years. And then you're, you're all of a sudden coming together. And that's where I think the junior high program really plays a big part in the success for the high school. Cause that's when we all, you know, kind of gel, kind of get to know each other. And that's what makes um, Rio so great. You know, we do have the smaller classes, we do have the smaller teams, but that kind of gets lost with the camaraderie, the teamwork that we, um, that we kind of gel with coming up with, you know, all the sport, uh, the um, summer trips that you guys do and all the practices, <laughs> definitely. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know what, if I, if I had to go on to say, I mean, Tom, you were a very good basketball player, uh, a very good pitcher, a uh, pretty fast guy on the football field as well. I mean, if you had to say, if you had to pick one, kind of what would, what would be your favorite? Are you just a guy that kind of liked everything? I liked everything. I mean, yeah, people say I was good at football, but believe me, I did not like football at all. <laughs> <laughs> Getting hit in the head too many times. I think one one game my senior year against a Western Christian, I got my helmet popped off, and yeah, that that didn't feel good. Yeah, I um, hear you. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely love like basketball and uh, enjoyed baseball much as well. Not like many of my other um, classmates, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I did actually go on to play one year of junior college uh, for baseball at uh, Pasadena City College. What was that experience like? And you were a pitcher there? Yes, I was a pitcher there. Okay. Um, the experience was good. I think I got a lot of uh, good training um, that goes along with being in uh, college athletics. I actually gained about seven miles an hour on my fastball from beginning of the year to the end of the year. So, I mean, if... I, th- I always say if I would have gone to a bigger high school, I probably would have gotten somewhere. But, I mean, who knows? It's, it's a crapshoot once you get to, you know, the higher-end athletics. Uh, yeah, and, and at the time, let's see, uh, 2021. Uh, so it, to speak on that, Tom, because I've had that conversation with, you know, one of your classmates, Landon Goodwell, who, yeah. you know, was a great football player and went on yes, to play at the University of Texas, El Paso. I mean mm-hmm. – some would say, yeah, if he had gone to a different school, maybe he would go to a different college. I mean, so, mm-hmm. so what can you talk about, I guess, with as far as being at a smaller school like Rio? And you just said maybe you would have gone somewhere else had you played somewhere else in high school. I mean, mm-hmm. do, do you think that, I don't know, there's not restrictions, but like uh, 
exposure. I mean, cause I've, I've always been of the opinion that if you're good, they're going to find you. I mean, you, you see yeah. that countlessly, right. In the NFL yeah, and other but, sports. Um, yeah. Um, a couple of times we played Flint Ridge, um, especially at their place. You know, I had a, I had a scout from the Mariners, you know, scouting me and talking to me about, you know, having being, being able to play. Um, I think uh, going to a smaller school, definitely hurts your exposure. But yes, if you are good, you know, you're going to get seen regardless. It's, it's just the amount of exposure that you get. I think, yeah, I think there's some truth to that. I mean, cause yeah, we talked about Landon and then there's been other athletes who've gone on to other places too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in today's age with the technology and the ability yeah. to see film just at the click mm-hmm. of a button, I right. think it's a lot easier, a lot better for guys. Um, so, so I hear what you're saying there. I really, so when you're at PCC, you played mm-hmm. one year, you, yeah. you, did you just kind of decide, all right, I, I think my career's over or <laughs> No, I I didn't, I didn't think that. Um, I guess I kind of got into the, you know, freshman thing straight out of high school. Okay. I'm on my own kind of right now and I'm not forced to go to school kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 I kind of wish I would have, you know, stayed with it, stuck with it and tried to try to go along longer. (laughs) You know, that, I think the number one thing about college is that it's not about what you learn in the classroom. In some cases, mm-hmm. yes, but the one thing about college and having a college degree, and I, I think all that really is for employers and for people who get through college is that self-discipline. All right, this piece yeah. of paper shows that you were somebody that had to be self-disciplined and show mm-hmm. up. And, and yeah, I remember the first couple of days of college too was like, wait, we don't have to come here? Like, this is weird. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Teacher doesn't exactly keep attendance. So, you know, okay, I could kind of slide with this kind of thing. So, so as a former college athlete, Tom, can you tell me this? Like, I I know that one of the kind of duties of college coaches, you know, and that's kind of the, the business I was kind of around for a long time and still am, is that college coaches, do they are they very active with their players and saying hey you got to get you got to get your rear end to class or hey you need to step it up in the class i mean do they stay yes, on you guys yes um the year before actually i went to citrus and our coach at the time i believe it was a uh, gomez steve gomez yes <laughs> yes um he actually made i know he did for the sophomores um go to your teachers and get like a signature or something to make sure, you know, you are going to, you are going to class, your <laughs> grades are good. Um, but it, it really wasn't that way. It's more like, okay, yeah, go ahead and take care of uh, your schoolwork and whatnot. Um, yeah. After the season, actually one of the, one of the uh, assistant coaches is like, Hey, I hear you're not uh, doing too well in uh, class. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of been sliding a little bit. <laughs> and you know, uh, Community college sports, that's a big deal. Like a big deal is a lot of times there's some really good talent on the field and Mm it's D1 talent. It's talent that should be somewhere else or could be somewhere else. And it's like, okay, some of you guys just, if you just get in the classroom a little bit. uh, I think think it's also um, the community colleges are also kind of a stepping stone for maybe the the guys who did go to smaller schools. Because I know – Ryan Wiley, who actually I coached while I was in Rio, <laughs> he went to Citrus and then uh, went to Oklahoma City College out here. So, I mean, I think it's just a little 
a little more of a stepping stone to for for the smaller schools. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, you, you're you're completely right on that. And uh, it's nice in California that we have so many options. Mm-hmm. We have, I mean, just in the LA Orange County area alone is a ton of yeah. junior colleges where you can mm-hmm. go and play and just a lot of opportunities out here. I know in football, they get a lot of guys from outside the states, yeah. or I should say outside the California state that is to mm-hmm. come here and play. Uh, and I know, you know, community college football is a big deal here in Southern California, despite the, the lack of fans and everything. But anyway, <laughs> well, well, Tom, you, you, you played a little baseball in college. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you eventually got away from it as all of our careers eventually end. Right. And, and yeah. kind of, what did you do after that? How soon did you move out to Arkansas? What's the story there? Well, I moved out here in 2010. Um, so a couple of years after I had, I had ended my collegiate professional career, I guess you would say. Um, I did, however, spend the rest of those years up until I moved uh, playing, you know, Sunday ball, mm-hmm. you know, with the team, with a close family member of mine that I, I, I respect. Um, so I played that, moved out here. Really, there's not, not a lot here. I think I found one Sunday league maybe a year ago. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> not, not too many teams in here. So not a lot of it. it I think slow pitch softball is much bigger out here than what uh, baseball would be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so what was, uh, what was the motivation in, in moving specifically to Arkansas from California? Well, my wife's family had moved out here uh, about a year before we did. Um, they kind of tested the waters out here. There was, at the time, there were more jobs. You know, back in 2010, California was going through, you know, downtimes. Um, so they said, hey, you know, you're, you guys are starting a family. Why don't you guys move out here? It's a lot less expensive. Like the house I'm paying for right now is probably about three times more expensive in California. <laughs> So <laughs> I could definitely afford it, especially since I'm the only one working, you know, mm-hmm. you know, mama stays home with the kids, you know, uh, homeschooling them, taking care of them. Well, I think you, you're like a lot of people. I think you got a jump start on a lot of people that wanted to leave California because <laughs> uh, I've traveled all over the place as you have. Mm-hmm. I've always mm-hmm. lived in Southern California and, mm-hmm. and for a long time I was like, man, this place is great. I'm never leaving. I love the weather, mm-hmm. uh, this and that, but you know what, as we grow older, we realize, you know, the value of the dollar really matters. So I think, yeah, you're, you're like a lot of people, I think that want to get out of here. I don't know that I would go to Arkansas personally, but I've (laughs) been there. It's a little humid for me. It is, it is. (laughs) But anyway, it's it's definitely affordable. And if you could uh, mind the tornado warnings, you're good. (laughs) You know, what's funny, Tom is I've worked with a ton of guys like from different states, right? Minor league baseball mm-hmm. and everything. And mm-hmm. we talk about that. They'll be all, I'm like, dude, how do you, how do you deal with tornadoes in those? And they're, and they're always like, Oh, those aren't a big deal. I don't know how you Californians deal with the earthquakes. <laughs> I'm like, it, it earthquakes rarely happen. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little yeah. shake. Yeah. It, you can, you can almost forecast a tornado. Like you could you could forecast the bad weather coming in, but the spot where I live in, we're, we're close to a river. So it, the bad, bad weather tornadoes kind of miss us. So. Oh, good. Oh, good, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my, my goodness. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I was like, yeah, we have some bad earthquakes, but they're not that often. And most of them are just little shakers. And, yeah. But yeah, I've, I've seen the movie Twister. It's not pretty. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, I, I do want to talk about, you know, living, the fact that you live down there and 
you know, you moved really to SEC country, we'll say. Oh, yeah. And, yes. and, and I do want to talk about that. We, we are, we got to talk about your uh, beloved New York sports teams here in a minute, but <laughs> what was it like moving down there? I mean, is, I know, I know the South loves all sports, but I think college football is like religion down there. Is it not? It, it is definitely for the Arkansas fans. That's <laughs> what they look forward to. Um, <laughs> You know, granted, when I first got here, they did have Bobby Petrino, mm-hmm. and they were going through a couple of good years until he decided to get on a motorcycle with uh, one of his uh, <laughs> recruiting assistants. <laughs> yeah, there's there's still controversy on that, by the way. I have heard that. I have heard yes. that. We'll have to go to our uh, Arkansas insider Tom Bragger here for <laughs> the latest news on that sometime. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the focus for Arkansas is more going toward baseball. Um, they got a great coach in Dave Van Horn. Um, he took them to the World Series, what was it, two years ago, and out away, and then a drop ball, a drop pop fly kind of kind of doomed them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that being in Arkansas and SEC country, I've always liked SEC football, especially when I was still living in California. You know, I'd watch the SEC on CBS. Then, you know, the the little theme song that came on when when it opened. Yeah. <laughs> and then just the atmosphere uh, down here when it is game day, it's, it's uncomparable to any other, any other spot. Oh man. I, I, it is definitely a bucket list of mine to go down there to some of those uh, locations mm-hmm. and, and see some game, see a game or two, you know, Alabama, LSU yeah. uh, to name a few. I mean, I know there's just some great venues there and is. I'll say this about sec football. I mean, you, you watch it. There's it's top to bottom it's it's very good and and i will say this you could say oh they're better at this they're better at this they just care more mm-hmm. than everyone else they care mm-hmm. more it's more important to them in everything yeah. they do and i think they are a big reason why college football is where it's at today with how good it is but also with covid-19 and this lockdown and this whole debate do we open do we not i think the sec is leading the way and saying uh we want to play Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you see the other conferences, like I know the big 10 and Pac 10 have also, um, have already said, Hey, we're only doing conference only. And I think for the sec, you know, with the big football conference that they are to have them, you know, go out and play the other teams, it's going to say a lot, Hey, this thing is going to pass. It's going to be okay. You know, it we will get over it together kind of thing. Yeah, I had a conversation with a friend, you know, uh, recently, a guy who comes on this program every, every week, Bill Barnes, and he, and he said, the SEC, they would play football in a nuclear holocaust. They, <laughs> that they sounds want, about right. You know, I mean, they want to play football. So being in Arkansas, how far are you away from Fayetteville? I'm about an hour south of Fayetteville. Um, we actually do have a Division II, conf- or Division II university here in Fort Smith, uh, mm-hmm. Arkansas Fort Smith. Um, they're pretty small. I know they've only been D2 for a couple of years now. Um, so they're starting to grow, but their, their thing, their thing is uh, basketball here. Um, but yeah, up in Arkansas, you know, hour away, they like their football. They like their basketball. They love their baseball up there mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Pretty great venue for uh, college baseball. I know. Yes. Uh, yes. What, what is, uh, have, have you, do you go down to Arkansas or let's say up to Arkansas, <laughs> I say university of Arkansas, and uh, go to football games, basketball games, baseball games? Uh, with my work schedule, it's h- kind of hard to. Um, mm-hmm. I know I did attend one football game 
uh, back when Petrina was still here. Um, a 10 to one football game with when they played uh, Tennessee, my aunt and uncle are big Tennessee fans now that they moved down to Texas. Kind of weird though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they, they saw our, uh, Tennessee was coming up to Arkansas and they decided to come up here. Um, wasn't a good day for the Vols. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> and that stadium is honestly unique. I'll say that because they got, they kind of got like a, almost like a horseshoe type thing deal like they have in, up in a Ohio state, but it's a lot smaller. It only seats about maybe 70,000 fans. And when you get up at the top of the uh, top of the stadium, like we were in mid to late October, that wit that wind just hits you a little differently. <laughs> I'll say I came unprepared. <laughs> I, I don't know if you could say, I mean, I, I know you're a big Syracuse fan, but I, I don't know, having lived in Arkansas now, yes. if you, you follow the Razorbacks a little bit more or just cause you kind of, it's, it's there amongst you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all over the place too. You, you can't escape it. It seems like um, on the news, that's all you hear about. Oh, the hogs, this hogs, that <laughs> type of thing. But yeah, um, Syracuse actually did come down here to play when you're in uh, basketball. I was so hoping to try to go to that game. Uh, they actually won too. So that, that helped. <laughs> Well, oh, well, for tell, the bragging rights for the, for the fans around here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, tell me if you can. What is what is this Arkansas? What do they call it? Pig suey or something? Yeah, woo, woo pig suey. Yeah. What um, what is that? Like I see it. I'm like, what in the world? I, I really can't explain it. It's kind of a culture thing. Okay. Um, yeah. The, every every kickoff they call the hogs you know raise your hands up do a little uh, jazz jazz fingers whatever and then you know woo and then pig suey it kind of it kind of got for uh got me a shock when i first attended that game it, it is definitely it is definitely a culture thing i'll tell you that right oh now. boy yeah i am all for traditions and mm. you know as a guy who was always you know in charge of the band and everything like mm. i i love all that stuff but that is one I just, I see, and I know they're known for it. I'm like, I just don't get that one it, at it, all. It is different. It's the culture thing, you know, <laughs> being, being, I think the only school with a mascot, that's a pig, you know, <laughs> kind of got to embrace it, I guess. <laughs> Man alive. Well, yeah, SEC country, SEC uh, football specifically, but also some great baseball. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's, it's just a great area for sports. And you know yes. what, would you say, Tom, that a state that really doesn't have professional sports that that attributes to really the fan base for college sports there? It does. It does. Um, I think the closest pro sports team we got are the Thunder over in Oklahoma City. But still, I mean, even in Arkansas, like, it's it's hogs all the way. Yeah. Even if you go to the other side of the state, you know, you got a little bit of Arkansas State fans, but it's really all just hogs all mm -hmm. the way. <laughs> I think there's a few states like that, you know, that don't really have – professional sports you right, got right. you know kentucky comes to mind mm -hmm. uh it's kind of yeah can yeah very much so absolutely uh very very good point there and and one sport or another but big big fan base with the with the college teams there um i do know there is or there was some minor league baseball in arkansas have you been to any yes. of those games yeah um there is a uh, one team up in rogers which is a neighboring city to fayetteville uh the naturals their double a team for the royals and there's also one in Little Rock that's, I believe, still the double-A team for the Angels. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we, we got a couple minor league teams in the area. 
You're, you're within a within a drive or so there, short drive. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's still about an hour up at, up to Rogers for the Naturals. Well, well, that's pretty cool. I mean, you think of that with small towns, uh, really, just that minor league baseball is is maybe not important to like those towns necessarily, but mm-hmm. a lot of towns they really are, and it's unfortunate yeah. that you know all of minor league baseball got washed away, and there's already talk about less having less and less of it, and I know that's going to affect a lot of con- small town communities around the it country. Is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think those smaller teams like the double A and the single A teams that play in the smaller cities, it's definitely going to affect their business. You know, we, we talk about um, coronavirus really hitting the small businesses. It's also hitting the smaller, you know, sports, sports cities mm-hmm. like the like the teams with the minor leagues. Yeah, very, very much so. And it's just, uh, you know, when when those teams bring in some revenue for the city because mm-hmm. you know the major league baseball teams you know they for instance the the little rock team like they 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 fund you know the the players really mm-hmm. but as far mm-hmm. as the business side the state the city the stadium that's all within the minor league organization itself right. so Correct. uh so the, as far as the fan base and creating revenue i mean that is all strictly them so it's a unique mm-hmm. business environment minor league baseball it is, it is. Yeah, I've definitely looked into, you know, trying to be, you know, one of the front office people for, you know, mm-hmm. a minor league team, because that's eventually what I want to do. Um, that would be my one career choice is try to be a GM for, you know, maybe a baseball team or basketball team, football team. You know, that that's my passion, you know, being in the front office of one of these sports organizations. Where, where does that come from, Tom? Where does that that passion for that uh, wanting to do because you hear a lot of guys want to be a coach a lot of guys mm-hmm. want to be uh, you know I don't know involved in sports in another mm-hmm. way but as far as being in the day-to-day operations is that something that's new or something you've always wanted to do it's kind of grown on me ever since I stopped playing um, you know when when I was going through high school you know oh it's be an athlete be an athlete if if not you know be a coach because you if you're an athlete you could definitely you know, have coaching ability. But then I think as time went on and the more I actually was in the workforce, you know, being in retail for however long I've been out here, it's really gotten me to the point where I want to be more in, in charge, I guess. <laughs> see, 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 see the, seeing the daily operations and actually being involved with a sports team. Cause I mean, sports has been a love of my life since I could walk. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. I really am. Uh, as soon as I could walk, I could, I could run and throw a baseball or mm-hmm. football, whatever it was. I mean, I don't know, Tom, how <laughs> kids go through school, go through life, not playing sports. That's so foreign right? to me. Right. I, I think, I think we, um, I know you included, you know, we had care youth league. So we had that sports outlet. I think a lot of kids nowadays got the technology, um, I guess, boom with all the iPads and all the video <laughs> games that they have now. You know, as far as that goes, I mean, I know like Madden for, I know there's a ton of other games. I, mm-hmm. I never really got into it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the old school stuff like Tecmo Super Bowl on the Nintendo. That was kind of cool. But mm-hmm. quite honestly, I would much rather be in the backyard playing a, you know, a tackle football game or whatever right. to end touch even than mm-hmm. play a video game indoors. That's just me. Yeah. Um, I played, I played video games when I was growing up, but yeah, I would growing up, I would much rather, you know, be outside yeah. whether it was doing roller hockey, you know, 
<laughs> I remember I remember going to summer camp for care and you know Pete Clark would be teaching a roller hockey class and that was what really got me into the hockey type deal too <laughs> you gotta love Pete man I mean he had a big impact on your life right now, Pete is so unique he is he so is. such a unique guy he is. Uh, you know getting married here coming up in yes. August yes really, I, I really just happened. heard about that too and uh-huh. he sent me he just reconnected with me maybe last week about it so ho- hopefully we'll we'll be getting an invite soon. <laughs> I know with the the COVID thing that they've run into some issues as a lot of couples have mm-hmm. uh, these past few months, and so they may even have to do it kind of just o- online or whatever, a, a, a Zoom wedding or I don't know what it's called. But <laughs> hey, uh, I've heard of people actually doing Zoom funerals, so mm-hmm. I, I would not be like opposed to a Zoom wedding. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I don't like dressing up, so I don't like dressing up, so I, I wouldn't mind an online uh, wedding for sure. Uh, That'd be unique. Very much so. Yeah, you're going to park. You're not going to do any of that stuff. You just... There you go. There you go. Save some money. Oh, where, where did you guys get married, Tom? Was it in California? Yeah, it was in California. It was at the county clerk office. You know, okay. nothing big. Just a couple. I think my grandma, a couple of family friends were there. That's it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, just uh, very, very efficient. Again, you yes. you guys are an efficient couple. It sounds like we we try to be. Date <laughs> <laughs> back to the four birthdays in September. <laughs> Outstanding stuff. Well, well, Tom, let's kind of continue our, our sports conversation here. Um, we talked about college sports a little bit, mm-hmm. and and we'll kind of transition here. But I I know you're a fan of all sports, really. But yes. if you had to pick, or maybe just identify the difference between. Uh, what any comments you want really on college versus pro sports it doesn't have to be a competition it could just be you know what I like both for these reasons I'll tell you what I I prefer college sports over pro sports okay and these are just my reasons why um going to college sports the atmosphere it you can't beat it. I mean, I've never I've never actually personally been to an NFL game so I can't compare you know college football to pro football but the college sports, just the atmosphere, even when you watch it on TV, it's just different. I mean, the crowd is involved. You got the bands playing. At pro sports, it's almost like, eh, okay, yeah, we're just going here, have a good time, drink some beer. <laughs> um, so I think that's the main difference on why I like uh, college sports compared to pro sports. Plus, you don't have all the big high-priced names, at least now. <laughs> for um in the in the pro sports as you do college sports because you know they're trying to earn it they might be playing a little harder or something kind of kind of kind of something like that you know you, you always hear, hear about the old college try and and the, <laughs> the effort there um, uh I, I feel I, I don't know at times i think it's misconstrued just because the athletes are making so much money so that any mistake they make, it's like, oh, he doesn't care. He's paid a lot of money. He's not trying very hard. Yeah, and, I think that college try doesn't, uh, doesn't go with sports, college sports <laughs> per se. Because <laughs> they're, they're actually trying to make it, you know. They're, they're, I guess you would say the, tr- the college try for sports is little more than what the college try is maybe in the classroom. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I mean – Look, this debate has waged on for years and it will continue. But I mean, as far as as far as athletes, student athletes making money in college, I mean, what do you, what is your your take on that? 
that's going to be a big debate up until probably you see the return of the college video games. Um, I believe if you want to do that, then they're going to have to get paid somehow. Um, now, you know, with alleged, allegedly, with the bigger universities, you know, in the bigger sports that are higher ranked, you know, the Dukes, the Texas, you know, you do have those not, those boosters, you know, kind of edging on the, the bigger name players <laughs> to come to my school, you know, L- little, little, uh, little handshake money type yeah. of thing. <laughs> well, some, some schools are definitely, let's say uh, more well-funded. Yes. You know what well, I mean? <laughs> you could, you could say that. <laughs> I, I would say, look at all, this is a joke, people. This is a joke, but I'll, here, I'll say this. I said, I think if you start paying college athletes, I think the people who will be upset are college athletes because they'll have to take a pay cut. That actually might, that actually sounds kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some truth to it. I mean, uh, you know, dating back uh, over the years, I know there's a lot of cash that goes under the table. There's been a lot of uh, situations that have happened, uh, controversial Mm-hmm. you know decisions made by schools and boosters and coaches mm-hmm. and uh, it's really but funny now, when but now you're also trying to uh, you're starting to see especially in the basketball side of uh, college sports you have high like the top high school athletes are now actually considering the smaller schools um mm-hmm. I, i've seen a couple things where some of the top um, recruits for in future years are actually considering uh, like smaller schools like the HBCU schools, you know, the um, historically black colleges, Mm -hmm. I should say. What's interesting is for some of these guys in college basketball who are only going to be somewhere for like a year anyway, Mm -hmm. um, why not go to a mid-major, you know, why not go to somewhere like, uh, I don't know, Wichita State or uh, something like that where, you're still playing division one basketball and yeah, right. maybe the, I don't know, right. maybe the money's, you know, it's not as good, but you're going to like dominate at that level kind of, and it goes back to mm-hmm. think like when we were playing Tom, like, you know, a big pond, big fish in a small pond or vice versa, you yeah. know, I, yeah. I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking. My, my opinion on that is a, they either want the competition of being, you know, with the, with the bigger schools or it's just the coaching from the bigger name coaches like Coach K and Calipari and uh, Roy Williams. I, that could be it too. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you, you know, it's, it's interesting, like, uh, who was it a few years ago? Uh, or maybe John Morant. John mm-hmm. Morant went to Murray State. Yeah, Murray State. <laughs> Second overall pick. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know how that happened. Murray State. I've heard of Murray State, but... To, to have the, the, the second best player in the country, basically, is like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so college well, sports are tricky. Like Steph Curry. He, he, went to, he went to a small school, Davidson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one had heard of him. Like, who's this guy? And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. that March Madness, he's just yep. dominating. So, mm-hmm. again, no matter where you go, they're going to find you. They, they will. N- no one wants to, to miss out on somebody. And, I mean, they bring in guys from all over the world to some of these mm-hmm. colleges now. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, a thing – for you small people, small school people, everyone is watching. No matter if you don't know it or not, there are people watching. Yes, that is very well said. I mean, we learned that early on in life, and uh, it, it's just very true. No matter what you're doing, somebody is is watching you and your every move, not just how yes. you play, yes. 
how you react. Yes. Um, all those things, they, they all count for Tom. Yeah. Everything counts. A lot of organizations now are actually hiring social media experts to go through your social media and, and make sure you're not one of those people. Very well put. I mean, in this age we're in now with social media, you know, everyone's got to rush to a computer or their phone to comment on everything. I got caught up in it a little bit. I've tried to back off it, but yeah, for young kids, some of them make mistakes. And what, one thing that drives me crazy is, I don't know who these people are who like find probably members of the media. I don't know. They'll find a tweet that the fifth pick in the NFL draft made when he was 12 years old. I'm like, right. right. Really? What are you yeah, that that's a little more digging. I mean, if, I know. If, if you're digging up something from 12 years ago, you know, people could definitely change <laughs> uh-huh. in, in a 12 year period, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, that kind of stuff is just crazy. But, but as far as the, yeah, the, the monitoring of social media of kids now, I mean, kids got to understand that these schools, they're making an investment in you. Right. And, and it's even bigger at the professional level. Mm-hmm. They are investing lots of money in you. So right. you, you, everyone, everyone at that level can swing a bat. Everyone at that level can throw a football and shoot, mm-hmm. shoot you know, a basketball. Like you have to separate yourself one way or another. Yeah, that, that's the one thing I noticed when I went to college. You know, I wasn't the best player on the team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of guys. That, that, was, that was definitely a wake up, you know, you know, going from, you know, being one of the best players on your team, you know, throughout all of high school to being, you know, just another guy on a team. It, it's a big wake up call. It's, a, it, it's like getting hit in the face with a water balloon. <laughs> on a hot summer day you know it just kind of hits you it just gives you a little shock <laughs> but but that's true tom and you know you see it at every level i saw it a lot in minor league baseball because guys either come out of high school or college and they're the man they're the stud they're 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 just they're all everything yep. and the grind that is baseball and i think you, i mean you're a big sports guy but you're a pretty big baseball guy i'd say and yes you know guys really struggled with that you, you saw guys who were amazing who just shriveled away and never just, just dust in the wind, really. You know, it's like, oh, that. Remember that guy? He was pretty good. Well, there's always someone better. There's always someone just as good as you somewhere out there, right? Exactly. I think that's why you see uh, more baseball teams going for the guys that actually went to college as opposed to high school. I think the last big name player to come out of high school is probably Bryce Harper. I think that's. I think a lot of guys are actually going to go that way now. Go to college and get get higher, higher ranked, so mm-hmm. to speak, for, for these drafts. Yeah, you've definitely seen a change in that in Major League Baseball. And, you know, I think the NFL, the NBA drafts are, are probably more popular than Major League Baseball draft. But it's interesting that you are seeing organizations invest more in the top picks mm-hmm. with players who've played college. Not everyone right. is, is Bryce Harper or Mike Trout. Uh, right. the, the kids that get out of high school, it's like those guys were – like once in a lifetime type players. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they probably, if, if they didn't have high school, they probably could have been drafted earlier even, but uh, the international players. And nowadays you're, you're starting to see with the international players that they're actually starting to sign with teams before they even graduate from high school. Like I know the Yankees during the off season, just signed a kid named Jason Dominguez. He's 17 years old. He's actually supposed to be the next Mike Trout type player. So we'll see, you know, what happens with them. But yeah, I mean, taking 
trying to invest in a player that's, you know, 17, 18 years old as compared to, you know, something that's been battle tested through college is definitely, you know, a, taking a risk to say the least. I think you don't get quite the evaluation of players when they're playing against high school kids as you mm-hmm. do when they've gone to the next level and right. maybe not been that best guy right away. So uh, I think adversity is definitely something you want to see in all players. Mm-hmm. And you and I played high school, you know, the guys who are just, they're, they're dominant. I mean, they're, they're yeah. dominant in high school and you're like, okay, well, let's see what he does at the next level. So mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with you there. What, what would you say since we brought up those two names as a baseball fan, as a, as a guy who I know, uh, really tunes in and sees things a lot, but like Mike Trout and Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. two of the best in the game. There's plenty others, but I think those two guys are probably, I don't know, I'd say the face of baseball really. And I personally hate Bryce Harper because <laughs> of his antics. I think yeah. Mike, Mike Trout's a class guy. Those are my mm-hmm. opinions, but mm-hmm. what can you tell me about both of those guys? No, uh, I could, I could, Somewhat agree with Bryce Harper. Um, the baseball <laughs> player Bryce Harper, he's very good. Yes. But when, once you once you get that attitude and uh, demeanor, yeah, it, it goes south really <laughs> quick. And you can see why the Nationals won the World Series last year. You know, got rid of him and didn't have that distraction, so to speak, throughout the whole season. But yeah, Mike Trout is probably the best player me and you will see with our own eyes for a long, long time. Um, he could do it all. The only problem with him is if you've noticed lately, he's been getting injured a little bit. I yes. think that comes with playing, you know, 160 games a year and putting your body on the line every single play like he does. So that'll be the one downfall maybe that would happen with him. Um, that happened a lot with uh, Ken Griffey Jr. If you notice, once he left the Mariners, he was just injury ridden and was almost never the same. I mean, I, I really, I really hope he, that doesn't happen to him. Cause I, I, I really want to see him be his full potential for a long time to come. Well, and I think with the contract that, that he just signed, the angels feel the same way, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All yes. that long. I couldn't believe those numbers, man. I mean, every contract it's that ridiculous. comes out, but they just it's ridiculous. Like 400 something mil. I mean, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Uh, so and, anyway, and you're going to start seeing more of it because I mean, really, there's no salary cap in baseball, so you could play, you could pay a player forty five million dollars a year and not get hit on it. Where does it end, Tom? I mean, we're we've seen guy. I mean, we're going to see uh, in ten years is someone going to be making a billion dollars a year? I hope I mean, not. I I, 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 not I, year, I, I know what you mean over the over the over long the term of the contract. Mm-hmm. Yes. I really don't think we're going to get that far. I mean, I don't think you're going to get, you know, another Mike Trout, another, I know Mookie Betts just signed another big, uh, big contract as well. I don't think you're going to see a lot more of those players per se. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting for sure. And I mean, you know, professional sports, a lot of money in it. Some of the contracts are just unbelievable. Well, well, while we're on baseball, Tom, let's talk a little bit about it. Um, You know, for all transparency, for everyone out there, we are recording this on, on a Friday. It's uh, opening day for most teams. Last mm-hmm. night, the Nationals, the defending World Series champs, played uh, the Yankees, the team with the most World Series championships, <laughs> yep. of course. And then in the nightcap, it was the San Francisco Giants against the Los Angeles Dodgers, which is mm-hmm. 
an incredible rivalry and uh, definitely always a lot of fun. But Tom, this major league baseball season, we're going to see this year completely different. It's only 60 games, no fans. It's, it's so odd. Last night I was tuning in and watching an empty Dodger stadium. All the stadiums are empty. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts? And I know your, your Yankees came away with a win yesterday. They, they were, uh, you know, Garrett Cole looked really good in a rain shortened game. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on, that this weird major league baseball season that we're going to have here in 2020. It's definitely going to, it's definitely going to be different. As you said, you know, only 60 games, you know, only playing almost a third of the season, what you normally would play. I think you're going to see a lot more teams going for it now. You know, they're not going to have the, let's say the pitch inning limit as some people do with their young talent. I think they're just going to go, um, go for it this year because it's wide open. Um, they've even expanded the playoffs. Um, I don't know if you saw that. It was yes. breaking news yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eight teams per, per league, I believe. 16 um, so, of the 30 major league baseball yes. teams are going to be the playoffs. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it's going to, it's going to be wild, especially when you come to the playoffs. Cause if you, if you can find two good pitchers just on your staff and just rotate them, you could have a run like the nationals did last year. Yes, absolutely. And here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence kind of when it comes to playoff expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad the NFL went to the extra team. Um, I think the NBA eight's good. Mm-hmm. Major League Baseball is like, okay, a few more teams would be good. However, this year with the significantly lower season, shorter season, I should say, mm-hmm. I think it's good because it gives us, it makes a 60 game season excuse me, 60 game season feel a little bit longer, which I think is good for everybody. Yeah. I I think it's, it's also going to put more importance on every game as to where, you know, you got 162. If you lose one at the beginning of the season, it's no big deal. Look at the nationals last year. I mean, they started terrible. I believe they were what 15 and 31, 16 and 31, something like that. Mm -hmm. And they came back and won the world series. You cannot do that this year. Um, So it's really going to put an importance on, every single game kind of like how football is uh, kind of basketball you know it's still long at 82 games but still it, it's going to put definitely an importance on each and every game yes and, and the beauty of baseball is the grind the the length of the season it's yes. it's a uh, you love it and you hate it because mm-hmm. so long it's like you're playing yeah. again well, and I, I hear a lot of people complaining about it <laughs> But now it's 60 games. It's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I will say this in moving forward. I'm not so sure because of this, that major league baseball plays 162 games again. I'm not sure. It's not going to be a 60 game season. I know that no, no. I could see the season getting a little shorter though. Maybe a little shorter, possibly 140, 150 games. I mean, just add more rest days for the guys. I've, yeah. you know, I played summer ball. I know how it is playing day in and day out. And it really does take a grind on you mentally and physically. <laughs> but baseball is a very unique sport. And it is, you know, we, we, we did see some interesting things last night and there's some more things today. Um, kind of, I mean, Tom, what are your take? Baseball's always been this like patriotic sport mm-hmm. and it's, you know, very, you play on Memorial Day, you play on the 4th of July. It's just, yeah. you play on these holidays. It's very, you see the American flag honored and mm-hmm. the national anthem and everything. Well, uh, yesterday in the first two games, anyway, um, we saw that there was some uh, pregame activities, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, looked like both teams kind of kneeled 
before yeah. the national anthem mm-hmm. um, in lieu of everything that's going on. And then during the national anthem, teams had, um, at least I saw in the, in the Dodgers-Giants game, teams had guys that were kneeling actually during mm-hmm. the national anthem as well. So mm-hmm. we've seen this before in football. What is your take on this kind of with what's going on in sports now where sports are getting more political? Yeah, I, I kind of wish politics would stay out of sports because sports is one of the you know, purest things that you can really go to for entertainment. And just to bring politics and all the nastiness that comes with politics, it kind of ruins it for me. I'm not going to say I'm not going to stop watching it. I mean, I, sports is my, part of my life, big, and I'm not going to stop watching it just because you want to bring that. I mean, I understand why they're doing it. Um, a lot of people don't agree with it, you could say. Um, I've, I've seen both sides of the argument, really. And I feel as a former sports player myself, I know you're kind of different maybe when it comes to this. But if you're not going to protest like that, how are you going to protest? You know what I mean? Because, I mean, this is where you get seen. You, you know, you get seen when you're on TV, when you're playing the game. Um, so when is, when are you going to protest? You know, you saw, you saw the Black, uh, Black Lives Matter protest, you know, with the NBA players and uh, the football players. That's all right. But I think when you go a little more into it, I think a lot of the people were uneducated on why they were doing it. I think what it stems from and and kind of the way a lot of people look at this is that, okay, guys have a feeling, a a movement, a cause uh, that they want to get people's attention on. Mm -hmm. And I I can somewhat respect the pre-national anthem activity. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, if we're going to compromise, if we're going to meet in the middle somehow on this, this argument, that is, I think, is a step. Now, you still have people kneeling during the national anthem. What I've always said about the national anthem is uh, the national anthem is not about me. It's right. not about uh, – it, it's about what's come before us. Mm-hmm. The people that have come before us, people want to say, mm-hmm. well, they're not disrespecting or protesting the flag or the military, but you're taking a moment where we do honor those people and making it about something else. And, and that's what I have a problem with. I'm not, I don't have a problem with protesting. I really, you want to take a knee and, and speak out on something that's your God given right here in America. Right. But when it comes down to the national anthem, that's the only thing I have an issue with is that it takes a moment where we're supposed to reflect on some other things. Right. I think, I think what the Yankees and Nationals did uh, kneeling before the National Anthem, that's how, if you w- really want to get both sides of the argument, that's how you, it's going to have to be done. Um, I think you still need to show respect for the flag for the National Anthem by standing and paying your respect for it. But if you also want to do the peaceful protest, go ahead and do it before, like they did yesterday, um, come in agreements with with the other team. Hey, we're going to do this. Let's do it together. Yeah. And and you know what? I I know that not everyone makes it out of maybe a bad area or or has Mm -hmm. a, you know, a bad back, you know, comes from a a 
a good area or, or whatever the case may be. But I mean, look at Major League Baseball. Look how diverse it is. Look at all it the is. people from all over the country. They have made more, as, as I have a lot of professional sports, they have made more people millionaires uh, who've come from bad areas, mm-hmm. bad background uh, than, than other, any other business I can't think of. I mean, the NFL and the, the amount of people they've made millionaires, baseball, guys from the Dominican Republic who yeah. – used to play with rocks in baseball. Yeah, I mean, you got, you guys got, you, we have international players coming from war torn countries like mm-hmm. um, Venezuela. I know is going through some rough times. Cuba. I mean, you had Castro there mm-hmm. people defecting from Cuba, trying to get here to play baseball. So, so as far as the debate goes, that's one thing I want to say that, yeah, these guys who make money, some people are like, well, they're, yeah, they're really oppressed, you know, making millions of dollars. I understand mm-hmm. they're trying to use their platform to speak mm-hmm. out on some things. Okay, but I do think it shows that obviously you and I can't swing a bat like some of those guys can. Right. <laughs> but it does show that in sports, it doesn't matter your background. You can right. get, if you're good enough, you can mm-hmm. get there. You can make the big money just like mm-hmm. everybody else. We talked about Trout and Harper. We talked about Mookie Betts. I mean, mm-hmm. those are guys making a lot of money. Uh, oh, they're, wow. they're different guys. So mm-hmm. uh, and professional sports is an opportunity where anyone can make it, obviously, with the talent level. And mm-hmm. that's where I think there's like people want to say that, oh, people are restricted from climbing out of you know, bad things and other it's just not. No, I mean, no, it, it, you can make your life what you want it to be. <laughs> if you really that. wanted it that much, you'd, you'd find a way. Yeah, absolutely. And those guys had talent and got, not those guys, but guys, you know, around the league in, in all sports have had talent and, you know, they, they were blessed with it and they've worked hard. And that's just an example, I think, to other members of society that we are not all born with a golden spoon in our mouth or silver, right. spoon, whatever the phrase is, yeah. uh, you know, whether we're black, white, Hispanic, like there, there's, there, there's tough situations for everyone. And so mm-hmm. I think that is a good point, Tom, that, that, yeah, you can climb out. If you're willing to climb out of a tough area, a tough time, there's things that are, go against all of us really. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that's where one thing that professional sports needs to be careful in alienating some people that are like, why am I putting time into these millionaires who want to tell me how to, how I should feel kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Anyway, we'll move on from that, but thanks for talking about that. I know it's a touchy subject and uh, you know, it's going to be interesting in moving forward. I just, I really hope that uh, people are so starving, so starved for sports right now Mm -hmm. uh, because of these past few months, the layoff and everything that, uh, man, they want they want to see it, but I know that some people have learned to live without sports too the past mm-hmm. few months. So it's a it's a touchy subject and going forward. Well, Tom, we talked about Major League Baseball, but let's let's talk about some other sports. But I do want to touch on the fact that uh, as I talked to you at the beginning of the the uh, program here, that you're a very big New York sports fan, and I know a lot of that stems from your dad growing up in New York and everything. So tell me. Yep. Was it, was it uh, at a young age, you sitting on a couch and just, and your dad being like, Hey, we, we root for these teams or how did it go about? <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it kind of went like that. Um, if you don't know my dad, he's a big memorabilia guy. He likes to collect. He likes to get his sports cards, his Yankees, pretty much anything New York, he will collect. Um, he's, <laughs> I'll just say across his room, he's got, 
a ton of um, autographed pictures from various Syracuse players, Yankee players. I mean, they are all over his room. <laughs> it's, it's almost like a border kind of thing. When did he move out to California? I believe he moved out here with, before he, he was a teenager, so probably around like eight or nine, I believe. And he, he grew up with a big family. I believe he's, he had like eight or nine brothers and sisters. And so they moved out here from Syracuse, New York. That's where I get all my Syracuse fandom from because, <laughs> you know, that's where, he, that's where he grew up from. Awesome stuff. Well, yeah, you, you've always – look, at, I've always had this debate with people. I, I, I am a firm believer you root for sports teams – Mm-hmm. from areas you are from or have a connection to, and you right. definitely have a connection, which I totally respect, but mm-hmm. for random people in California to be rooting <laughs> for the green Bay Packers or the yeah. Cowboys, I'm like, what is that? Come yeah, on, that, man. That, that's kind of an interesting thing. And you kind of wonder where they get that from. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. And yeah. I, I know we didn't have football here, but mm-hmm. you know, you, you're a big, so does that mean we'll, we'll kind of run down the sports now? You're a huge Yankee fan, got your Yankee yes, hat on there, of I course. <laughs> uh, most famous team from New York, I'd say. And then, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in football, would you say New York Giants? Yeah, yeah, Giants are my team. Um, I did like the Chargers when LT was there. Loved okay. LT, um, loved Antonio Gates, loved Phillip Rivers. And I love those powder blue jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that they're here in LA now. Um, oh. You know, it's it's, it's definitely weird it doesn't sound the same and especially seeing where they were playing uh where the i believe where the galaxy played yeah <laughs> that's not a football stadium no at all. <laughs> no not at all and i'm excited you know uh as rams guy that the stadium is opening up i don't think we're gonna get to go as you know not many fans will be mm-hmm. allowed but right uh it, it's great for the city of la i think to have football back a few mm-hmm. years ago um i don't think we need two teams but i'll take i'll take it whatever it is what it is. Um, yeah. Pretty cool stadium, I think, that, that they're putting in there. I can't wait. To, yeah, I, I uh, saw it kind, of, kind of designs. It kind of look, looking like your, your guys' logo. It'll, it'll, be interesting. It'll, be, it'll be interesting to see the final, the final product for it. <laughs> so New York, the New York football giants, as I know yes. they're great yes. history. One of the mm-hmm. best franchises uh, historically uh, out there. Uh, I'd put them up against anyone. Uh, and then in basketball, would you say the New York Knickerbockers? Yes and no. Um, <laughs> obviously, now where they have been for the last several years, it's not been good, especially with the ownership that they've, that they've got right now. Um, yes, definitely when uh, Carmelo Anthony was there, fellow Syracuse guy. Huge. Um, if, if I were to choose a basketball team, I'd go with my local team, the Thunder. I did, uh, I've attended a game there. Um, actually, it was when the Knicks were there. I believe it was for a Christmas game as well. Cool. So that, that was, it was really fun. And the atmosphere at, in OKC is a lot comparable to a uh, college game. The fans are just so involved there. That's what I've heard. I've heard that about mm-hmm. that. And I think that has a lot to do with where they're at, you know, location, yes. of course. Um, but, but if I, you know, I got to ask you as a New York guy, we'll say is what, why can't the Knicks, what, what is wrong there? You talked about leadership. Why can't they turn it on? It's, it's the, the city that never sleeps. I mean, it's a right. great sports city. Why can't the New York Knicks get it together in some form? It, it, it again, it comes down to ownership. If the owner, I don't know what he wants to do. I mean, you could see what they did last year in trading uh, Porzingis. They had, you know, they had a guy they could build around and they just 
didn't want to do it or I don't know what they're, I don't even know what he knows what their direction they're going in. I mean, it's a world, trying to go in. <laughs> yeah. World famous arena. I mean, yeah. um, I, mean, I don't know he's going there every night for a game and you put out that kind of product. <laughs> I mean, LA, Boston, Chicago, uh, the, these are all cities that should be good all the time in, in some sport, some way or another. I mean, some people get good and then get bad, but the Knicks have just been bad for so They've long. Been bad for a long time, ever since they, they went to the championship game against the Rockets, you know, mm-hmm. ever since then it, they've been down <laughs> and it's, it's just and weird. It's pretty sad. Yeah. Cause New York Knicks fans are diehards. They, they love are. the Knicks, man. They are. Oh, it's so crazy. Yeah. Well, maybe someday. Who knows? Who knows what will happen there? We'll, we'll, we'll see. Are, maybe are you, once, when, once the ownership changes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, everything starts at the top. Uh, mm-hmm. what, can you, what about hockey, Tom? Do you follow talk, hockey at all? Do you care about it? I do it? follow hockey, and that's where I will agree with you on the SoCal thing. <laughs> I, am a, I am a very diehard LA Kings fan. Whoa, this yes. is interesting. Yes, okay. I know. It, and it started all back when Gretzky got there. <laughs> okay, yeah. The, yes. The great even ones. Though, even though Gretzky couldn't bring one to LA, you know, several years later, I'll, I'll say maybe a decade or two. Later, yeah. <laughs> we finally, we, they finally brought one home and I was so happy. I was so watching no, it here at home. So no Rangers, no, no New York Rangers. Uh, love. Not, not, not quite. No. Okay. No. So what it sounds like you got your New York, uh, pretty much your, your base there, but yes. you're from California. So maybe mm-hmm. the one thing you took from there is okay. LA Kings. And then yeah, living Kings. in Arkansas. Now you mm-hmm. take one thing from there in Oklahoma city thunder. It's yeah. like, okay, I can respect that. Yeah. I can respect that. That's cool. Uh, well, let me, let me ask you this, you know, <laughs> someone who lived a while in California, uh-huh. you've always been critical of <laughs> Southern California fans, Los, Los Angeles sports teams for sure. Yes. Uh, I, I remember you, you tick me off a lot with some of your posts and everything. <laughs> Cause I'm like, man, you're in, you're here. Don't talk smack. Don't talk yeah. smack living here. Come on, man. So, but, but in general, what are some of your stereotypes or thoughts on just LA sports fans? Because I have a few of my own as well. Mm-hmm. So speak freely, go right ahead. All right. LA sports fans. Where, where do we begin? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got your type, you got your different types of fans too. I mean, you got your diehards um, and you've got your, okay. It's, it's this type of season type of thing. You know, you're, you're, you're the new fab, I guess. Like when the Clippers <laughs> decided they wanted to be good you know, you had, bandwagon clipper bandwagon clipper fans but then you also got you know your your crazy people <laughs> and i say that because dodger stadium is not the safest place if you're a road fan <laughs> ask that to any giants fan yes it is not safe don't wear vi- uh, visiting colors to dodger stadium fyi dodger dodger fans are uh how do we say this? <laughs> There's some good Dodger fans, but there, there is. is a big portion of bad mm-hmm. Dodger fans. Mm-hmm. I, I would say they're very similar to the Raider fans. Uh, and I, 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 I agree hope with that. Completely. People understand what that means. Mm-hmm. I was at a Dodger game one time. I think I had a Fullerton hat on. It was a dark hat with an orange mm-hmm. F on it. Mm-hmm. And I was just walking into the stadium and these Dodger fans, they were like, Hey, what's up with that? And I'm like, <laughs> they were playing the giants. And I'm like, what? <laughs> these dudes just thought the hat was a was a giant's hat and i'm like dude this isn't the giants like yeah. it's an orange letter but come on mm-hmm. so the, i hate that that fan base the, the fan 
type a fan base but the types of fans that are that yes, way it's yes. like hey i'm better than you like yeah. i'm tougher than you yeah that that's why i hate going to dodger stadium <laughs> i just hate it there's a lot of truth to that it's a yes. pretty historical place but it a is fun, but man it's also a dangerous place it's dangerous especially if you like the road teams uh-huh i would not i don't care who they're playing i would not tell someone to wear I would say do not wear another team's gear. Wear something neutral. I think I, I think I actually did one time, and I want to say it was for a Mother's Day game, so I actually brought my wife to the game. <laughs> and I'll just say I got a lot of flack for wearing that jersey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they don't. Yeah, I, I've seen some bad things. And, of course, you know, there's been Especially some. Especially in the outfield. Stay away from the oh, outfield. <laughs> yes, very much so. Get, get as close to home plate as possible. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think fan bases, Tom, almost turn it kind of one of these two, um, two categories. One is the woe is me, the whole, oh, you know, our team's always terrible. And, oh, it's, you know, you don't know what it's like being a fan of this team. Yeah, I do. Cause there's 29 other teams just like you who right. feel the exact same way. It's like, okay. I mean, come on. And then, and then there's also this fan base is like, you can do no wrong. Like, I hate that. If, if, if you, Tom, can't ever say any, nothing, you can't say one negative word about your beloved Yankees or about some of your other teams, like, that's a real problem. And you see it here in L.A. with Laker fans. And I'm a Laker fan. I am definitely not a LeBron fan, so I might be on a Yeah, I, I've ever heard a lot of people are not, are not a LeBron fan. A bit. I mean, look at the success he's bringing to L.A. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He got here in the uh, – missed the playoffs again but i thought he was supposed to change all that because uh, yeah. he's he is the savior of course everyone mm -hmm. proclaims him to be but anyway uh you know so the fan base is tom that think they just like yeah we can do no wrong like i get so tired of laker fans i mean talking about for instance when the clippers got good mm -hmm. all the laker fans want to do is be like oh yeah well we, we, which still run LA. we, we still run LA. We run LA. We got all these championships. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, this isn't a conversation about who has more banners. Uh, right. Otherwise there would never be another season. You, <laughs> it's like, it's about now, like playing each other. You can always yeah. say, well, well, Yankees have 27 world championships. Believe me, I, believe me. I hear it a lot from Yankee fans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, the 27 championships, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We, we still haven't won one since 09. <laughs> yeah. Which is a huge drought for, for Yankee is. standards. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I love that fans have this appreciation for their past and their history and their world championships, but mm -hmm. you also got to be aware of now and like, right. It can't always be your go-to like, Oh yeah, well we got more championships. It's like, mm -hmm. we're not talking about that right now. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's one of the, one of the stereotypes for, for us Yankee fans. You know, we always <laughs> fall back on the 27 rings. <laughs> <laughs> and it's something to be proud of. It absolutely it is. is. But, but man, it's like this defense mechanism. You see, I Dallas Cowboy fans drive me nuts. Oh, oh yeah. We Dallas got... Cowboy fans are the worst too. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, I could talk bad fan bases forever. <laughs> let me tell you, because I see, you see it all in football out here because there's so many different people and we didn't have teams forever. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, Laker fans it drive me crazy. It's like Lakers haven't been relevant for the past. I don't know what it's been since, yeah, since they won the probably, title in since, 10, right? Yeah. Since probably uh, Kobe and Shaq. Yeah. Great history. Great history. A mm -hmm. lot of titles, but okay. Mm -hmm. It's, it's about now we're playing the game now. Mm -hmm. So just cause your team loses a game, you can't be like, Oh yeah, well we have all these championships. It's like, well then why are we keeping score of these games? Right. then? if that's all you're going to do, right. oh, it's frustrating. <laughs> it's very frustrating, brother. Let me tell you. Um, well, Tom, what are some of the, what are some of the, 
sports, as far as sports entertainment, you like to follow. I mean, are you a, do you, do you, you, you an ESPN guy? First of all, do you listen to like sports talk radio at all? Uh, when I did work the job before I did uh, now, I was in a truck a lot. So yeah, that's all I would listen to is sports talk. Um, I love listening to Dan Patrick. Okay. He, I, I believe he's one of the top sports uh, faces that you would have nowadays. And it's a shame um, what ESPN has done over the last several years, I'll say, um, being bought over by Disney. It's becoming a little more political. And I mean, it's sports. It shouldn't, we, we shouldn't have politics in sports. Pretty simple. It's pretty simple. I mean, it, it's just, I don't understand this, this deep desire to uh, get in there. It's like, dude, I just, I want to cheer for you because you mm -hmm. wear the team uniform that I like, like, mm -hmm. that's it. You know what sports, we, we high five strangers, right? right? I mean, sports brings us together, literally. Sport, sports literally does bring us together. It's crazy, man. I just, I don't get it. I just, oh man, driving me crazy and seeing all these major league baseball games starting today without fans and uh, it, it's, it's just a crazy time. And Dan Patrick, mm -hmm. he's great. I like him. I like uh, Dan Patrick. Um, rest in peace, Stuart Scott. He was, one, he was one of the best. Um, as, as annoying as he was, I, I enjoyed uh, Chris Berman when he was on <laughs> ESPN. I like Boomer. He's a man. A little out there. <laughs> so, so, yeah, he's definitely out there. Um, Dick Vitale, I can't stand the guy either. But, I mean, he's just one of those sports faces that you – that you have to like, you know? Yeah. And then you, and then you got your controversial ones like uh, Colin Cowherd. I, I actually enjoy Colin. He, he's, he's a pretty cool cat. I, I grew up listening to him. And then when he got to Fox Sports, I really enjoyed him. Um, I love his analogies. He always ties something into something. I'm like, mm -hmm. wow, that was interesting. Mm -hmm. I can appreciate that. I've really gotten into uh, Clay Travis the past couple, couple of months here. A uh, very different approach for sure. He's not for everybody, but for me, right. I'm like, this is, this is my kind of guy. So. Um, yeah. I think, I think Clay Travis has actually been on um, the local sports, you know, Arkansas sports radio yeah. over here a couple of times. And he's, he's a good guy to listen to too. Absolutely. And, and it's funny talking sports, you know, these past few months we haven't had it, but mm -hmm. there's still been sports talk, which is funny. Yeah. Funny to think about. <laughs> It, 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 it's definitely different. You know, I'll go on my Facebook feed and, you know, I'll get down to, you know, ESPN or sports center and it's just not sports anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh. then, and then you see, and then you see all the comments like, Oh man, we're really thirsting for sports. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, why did, why is that relevant exactly. right now? Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I watched the document. I've, I've been blowing through all the ESPN 30 for thirties and right. Uh -huh. uh, during this time. And, and one of the ones I really liked was that uh, Mike and Mad Dog one about the radio show, New York. Okay. Have you, have you, have you seen that? I, I a... haven't, haven't got a chance to see that one. Um, I think the last one documentary I even tried to watch from ESPN was uh, the, the magic, the mag, uh, Michael Jordan one that they just had. Oh, the, the uh, last dance. Yes. Did you like I, that? I, I think, I think I maybe saw like the first two episodes, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not really into the big whole documentary type thing. Right. Okay. Now. <laughs> okay. No, the, the Mike and mad dog one was cool because it was New York sports and it was like 50 mm -hmm. minutes or something, but kind of the evolution of sports talk radio mm -hmm. and then how they were like polar opposites, but they, as sports talk guys in New York city, New York sports, of course, it was just, um, they were pioneers. And so mm -hmm. it was interesting to see, because I had never really seen that before. Hey, what was kind of the beginning of Sports Talk Radio? Because I have always been a fan. 
always mm-hmm. in my car, uh, listening from my computer, my phone. That's just what I like to do. It sure beats uh, some of the other things we could listen to, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Tom. Well, we, we've we've touched on a lot of different things here. Are, would you say if you had you you say you're a major league baseball guy more than anything else? Yes, yes. Okay. Baseball was baseball's always been a passion of mine. What did you have the opportunity to go to the old Yankee Stadium? Actually, I did. Um, on the last summer trip I went to uh, with RHP, mm-hmm. um, a group of us did go to the old Yankee Stadium. Unfortunately, there was no game at that time, but we did uh, get to actually go inside the little gift shop there and kind of kind of see through the little little doorways to the field. Yeah, as I mentioned, it was it was definitely an experience. Oh man, absolutely! Uh, the, you talk about history; it's just I love that stuff. And mm-hmm. one of the um, one of the things I had the opportunity to do was, um, my mom was from New York, born mm-hmm. in Flushing, uh, kind of Mets territory over there. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the, my aunt and my uncle they did a New York trip in I want to say it was uh, two thousand eight, whatever it was. And so we had an opportunity to tag along with them, my brother and, and uh, me. And we went and I said, we are in New York City. Uh, they're tearing down Yankee Stadium soon. We are absolutely doing a tour. And getting to see that stadium, the inside and out of it, stand in the outfield. And just, you're wow. like, this is Yankee Stadium. Like, this yeah. is the cathedral. <laughs> this is like, where so many greats played. You know, Lou Gehrig, Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth. I was so glad we got to do that and to, mm-hmm. to take a tour. Never saw a game, unfortunately, yeah. but it was one of the, I've taken a tour of Dodger stadium. I've toured all kinds of venues, but mm-hmm. Yankee, the original, the OG, the Yankee stadium and seeing the inside of that place was uh, something, one of my favorite sports memories really that is not mm-hmm. a game related, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then I think two years later, Sam and I came back to New York city and actually went to a concert at the new Yankee Stadium. So I have two connections to Yankee Stadium, really, <laughs> that are non-sports related, which is interesting. But uh, it's funny how things work out sometimes. It, 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 it really is. <laughs> so ha- you have, a, have you had an opportunity to go to a game in the new Yankee Stadium? I have not, unfortunately. Um, I was going to try to plan a kind of trip up to New York this year, but obviously this whole coronavirus kind of kind of put a damper <laughs> to that very quick. Yeah, it, it's really it's really had an effect on, on mm-hmm. everybody, man, and it's mm-hmm. it's been unfortunate. I think we've all done what we could. We've gotten through it. Um, there's been some other issues also that we kind of talked about, but yeah. um, I, I hope – I really hope that sports does kind of bring us together much like it did. I hate to say this, but I think it's, I think it's relatable is, you know, during nine 11, it was, yes. it brought us even for a short time, it brought us mm-hmm. together, it you did. know, and I know the Yankees were a big part of that, that time and mm-hmm. uh, cause of New York and everything, but I just, all the, the divisiveness and all this anger and, and just ugliness we're seeing this year. I'm ready to turn the page, man. I'm ready for a do-over. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, yeah. I believe you can compare it to 9-11 where almost everything just paused for several days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we really needed just to take a breath. It, granted, this is a, an elongated breath, <laughs> to yeah. say the least. But, I mean, I think we all just need to, you know, calm down, take a breath. It will get over this eventually. And, you know, then we could get back to 
you know, arguing sports. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the best. That's a funny thing you say it that way because it's true. One of the things that brings us together mm-hmm. is arguing, arguing exactly. about sports, exactly. you know? <laughs> but it's great that way because there's, mm-hmm. there's no BS about it. It's like right. uh, Yankees. It's, dying, it's your you know? opinion against mine. And, that's you know, all. <laughs> that's all it is. I mean, exactly. we try to back it up with as much fact as we can, but it's just opinions. Uh-huh. You yeah, love the exactly. Yankees and the Giants exactly. and, you know, come on, man. <laughs> I hope so soon, Tom. Yeah, we'll, we'll be arguing. I'm here real soon about some, oh, yeah. some other things. But in, in closing, in closing, anything else to say? I mean, Tom, it's been a great sports conversation. One of the conversations I've had where we pretty much just stayed on sports. Mm-hmm. And with sports reopening now, I think it's pretty relevant. Yeah. Um, I think I got one question for you, though. Oh, boy. If you were to go back in time and bring back one retro uniform, what would it be? Retro retro uniform yes, yes. so me we'll, we'll throw back uni any sport any sport man that's a good question you caught me off guard there uh <laughs> trying to think of uniforms that have changed over the years um you know what i kind of like i kind of like the old uh new england patriot uniforms the one with the little Patriot dude holding the football. Yeah. Kind of red and white more. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so th- that's one, one that sticks out. Let me see here. I could come up with something. Uh, you know, talking about my Rams, of course, I don't like some of the new logos and everything they've changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I know there's, there's a time when they were like Navy and white pretty much mm-hmm. or blue and white, whatever. And yeah. then like the Royal blue and gold. I wish they combined those two. I wish they did the blue and gold. Royal and blue at home and on the road, that all white look that they've kind of had here the past couple of years. That'd so good. I wish they would just do that. Um, and as far as other uniforms, man, we talked about the angels, angels change your uniforms like every three oh, years. Yeah. I, it I don't seems like it. every decade there's a new, new angel uniform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, oh man, you caught me off guard, but those are some of the things, I guess. I mean, I love traditional. I love kind of. I figure you would. You know, but but as a Yankee guy, you got to feel the oh, same way, right? Yeah, we, we 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 haven't changed our uniform for hundred years now. Yeah. What <laughs> yeah. what an atrocity it was last year when the Yankees and Dodgers played in Los Angeles and two very iconic uniforms and we'll say iconic franchises. Yes, we know the Yankees wore, and they wore those. I know where you're going with this. They wore those like <laughs> PlayStation laser tag uniforms, whatever those were. That was yeah. an embarrassment. The the players weekend uniforms. Yeah. Oh. Those, 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 those could definitely go away. Come on. Stop. <laughs> Just stop it guys. Yeah. Oh, we need to be hip and cool. No, no, we don't. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with the nicknames on the back. Just don't That's change fine. the uniforms. That's fine. Absolutely. But, you know, I flipped on the TV. I'm like, who am I watching? This looks like an adult softball league game. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't even tell what the logos were. They were all black, all white. It, it just looked goofy. I mean, logos are for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. they represent you and the city. And, like, you got all this change and stuff. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm an old man at heart, I think, Tom, where I don't like <laughs> a lot of change. Yeah, My, I, 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 remember, I remember growing up with you, and you, you'd always be the old school – old school guy, you know, the, the underdog <laughs> type guy. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of truth to that, man. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I guess you got to adapt at some point. I don't know, but yeah. man, uniform, <laughs> stop messing with uniforms. Just leave them alone. Leave them, try, you try, know, trying to get with the, the newer hip crew. 
I, I guess. And you know what was funny is a lot of times it was teams that were like not very good that are making these changes. And I'm like, okay, you're trying to be relevant. Yeah, you know what would be relevant? Just win more games. That's, there you go. <laughs> I mean, come on. Let me change my, my color of my, my hat. Uh, no, go win some ball games. <laughs> Stop it. Or, anyway. or you could be the Marlins and just win a world series. And then the next, the following year, just, you know, fire sale. Up. Yeah, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, I like, okay. The old Marlins unis. I kind of like that black and turquoise. Yeah. The, yeah. The teal. Yeah. I like that. Now I'm like, listen, that's, I, don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't know what kind of color scheme they're going with. Uh, they're going, they got, they got a whole bunch of, they got the rainbow in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the uh, old school Phillies uniforms were pretty sweet. The light, the, the powder blues. Uh, yeah, with like the red and the logo for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, man, some of the uniforms you see that are just timeless the Cardinals, the Yankees, the Dodgers, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some of Cubs. These, the Cubs. Love that. That's another mm-hmm. thing I like that the Yankees do and a few other teams. Red Sox have gotten a little too hip for me, but I am a big fan of, and I think we did this at Rio a little bit too. I'm a big fan of when you're the home team, that your uniform says your mascot. So the Yankees uh, or Dodgers, whatever. And when you're on the road, I like when the team, team the, the city, I the like city. the city yeah. being there. That's just me. Yep. That's my preference. I, I think it, it's, a, I don't know, a name of the school versus the mascot when you're at home. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that, that's definitely a cool thing to, to incorporate. Mm-hmm. It's just something a little different. So I don't know if that yeah. answered your question. Try to give you a few answers there, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Well, Tom, thank you for joining us, dude. It's no been problem. fun uh, talking sports. Just, uh, I think more is coming and, and it's going to be, mm-hmm. we're going to have this surplus in August, right? Yes, <laughs> Baseball, basketball, hockey, and football getting ready. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, it, it'll make, be interesting watching hockey in August. No doubt about that. Right. <laughs> totally weird. Oh man. Well, Tom, thanks again, man. It's been a blast. Really appreciate it. Um, look forward to uh, chatting with you again soon. No problem. Let's do it again soon. Thanks again, Tom Bragner, for joining us and coming on the program. It was a blast talking all kinds of sports. Usually with most people on here, I can only talk about uh, one sport, maybe two, but it's a lot of fun talking all the different sports. So, yes, I hope uh, we have more sports back here in the near future, and uh, we'll have you back on to talk uh, baseball. Maybe some, maybe you'll be our, our uh, representative in the SEC country for the different sports down there. I don't know, but a great time catching up. My best to you and the family. Enjoy those uh, September birthdays upcoming with your four kids all in the same month. Uh, very, very well done by uh, you and your wife there on the the uh, coordinating, we should say, of the uh, four birthdays in the same month. So anyway, thanks again to Tom. Well, guys, tomorrow's Wednesday, and as always, we will be joined by Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Bill Barnes is a retired police officer and a retired college baseball umpire who has some very strong opinions and some even more random thoughts than I have throughout my day, my week, and everything. Uh, Bill uh, will be, well, Bill did celebrate a 61st birthday on Monday morning, Monday that was, and just uh, really happy that he is... uh, Moving right along as far as his birthdays go. Uh, at this point, I think he hates every single birthday he has. But 
Uh, big happy birthday to Bill Barnes, uh, belated. We will tease him, maybe get an umbrella for his drink tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. But Bill Barnes will be here on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Again, very strong opinions, very, very uh, strong language as well. So uh, for those who have not heard Bill Barnes, uh, he and I usually get into more of the current events, some of the polit- politics, some of the political side of thing. We get a little more uh, firm in our opinions, I think. I know I did last week. I got a little more heated over some of the things that are going on. So that's kind of my day that I kind of reserve for uh, more political side of things. And I think you all know kind of where I stand on things. Definitely where Bill Barnes stands on things. If you have heard his him on the program for sure. But if it's the first time you are joining us for the weekly Wednesday weigh-in, uh, be sure to come in with the gloves up because, uh, yeah, we try not to hold back much on Wednesdays with me and Bill Barnes. Looking forward to that tomorrow. Please join us. Well, guys, as always, there's many ways you can follow the Get Home Safe podcast. We have a Twitter handle that is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. If you'd like to reach out to us, there, those are the ways in which you can send us an email. Uh, maybe reach out on social media. If you would like to leave a voice message, Anchor has uh, these, this feature on its app and also its website. Look up our podcast through Anchor, uh, Get Home Safe Podcast, and you can click on the green button that says message. Leave a voice message, 10 seconds, 30 seconds, however long you want it to be. You can leave a question, maybe a suggestion of some content, whatever it is. Uh, we would love to hear from you in that regard. I can play your message on the air on one of our episodes and then I can respond to it almost like a caller in type of show uh, so if you get random thoughts like I do very random uh, strange kind of opinions on what's going on feel free to shoot us a voice message or an email however you want to reach out to us we would absolutely love to hear from you as we continue to grow here on the get home safe podcast and try to increase our listenership increase our content that people want to listen to so we would love to hear from you feel free to reach out to us uh anchor is the way we operate our podcast and they really have helped me every single step of the way i hope after almost 100 episodes here that we have improved somewhat i know the sound quality has improved greatly and i'm hoping uh, the more and more as we do interviews and going forward we can continue to do them through zoom i think it's a much cleaner sound uh it helps doing an interview with someone when it's face-to-face, even though it's through a screen, uh, it's really been helpful. So in moving forward, anybody who comes on the program, and if you'd like to come on the program, uh, you know, maybe if you don't know what Zoom is, like I did a few months ago and uh, was kind of forced to learn about it because of this pandemic lockdown and everything, well, uh, you can do it through your phone, you can do it through a computer, whatever the case may be. But uh, Zoom is how we're trying to do our interviews from here on out going forward. Looking forward to our conversation with Bill Barnes tomorrow and uh, a few other remaining guests this week. Won't tell you about them until, uh, you know, the the episode before the episode, if you will, just to kind of keep it a little suspenseful. But if you have not had an opportunity to listen to uh, some of our previous episodes, our library of shows is always available to everybody out there. Uh, Monday was great. We had uh, Chris Tipton on. He really got us started. One of my former minor league baseball umpires was great catching up with him. Tom Bragger, great show today. Thank you for joining us. We will be talking more sports soon. Uh, Guys, thank you all for joining us as we move forward here. We're rolling right along on the Get Home Safe podcast, guys. So no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. Mm -hmm.